At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. Right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network, we've got a tremendous hour number three that is coming up for you as Matt Humans. He does amazing work at the network. You're able to catch him every Saturday and Sunday, pretty much in this time slot. I know that on Sunday mornings, he's a little bit sooner. And well, if you're out here on the West Coast, it's Friday slash Saturday. So I was doing that for more for East Coast because East Coast, this is a show that's midnight to three Eastern West Coast. It is nine to midnight, but that said, he does a great job with Friday and Saturday bet prep. He does so much at the network in terms of all of our written work, being able to do a lot of these guides for both the NFL and college football. He is going to be joining me in the next segment. We're going to get his takeaways from week two, turn it forward to week three as well. So we've got no shortage there. And we'll try to get in a little bit of college football with him as well, because we've done a lot of pro football here in the first two hours and rightfully so. An absolutely rambunctious week two in the NFL, but we had a good week of college football as well. It was a lot of favorites, but I know that Matt does a great job on the college football front, so we're going to get his thoughts as to what we're going to be seeing this Saturday as well. So let's take a look at a little bit of baseball, serve that front as well, because a lot of money to be made in Major League Baseball as well. The postseason, it is going to be upon us in about two and a half weeks, and We've got a relatively solid slate of games in the Diamond on Monday. So how about if we go 955-956 on the betting board? This is one of the big games that we're going to be seeing. The New York Mets, they're on the road 
They're facing off against the Milwaukee Brewers as Corbin Burns is going to be going for the Brewers and Max Scherzer on the bump for the Mets. And this is pretty much a pick game. With the Brewers, you're finding them as good as a minus 103, as bad as a minus 110. When it comes to the Mets, you're going to be finding them pretty much as bad as a minus 110 and as good as a minus 105. And seeing a straight pick price with the Mets out here where I sit at Circa as well. And the total is 7 and. This is an ordeal where you have to decide between Max Scherzer and Corbin Burns. Two guys have won Cy Young Awards before, but I side with Max Scherzer, even though he is coming off the injured list, even though it's a case where he's going to be maybe not going the full workload that he normally would. I've still got Max Scherzer in this spot because with Corbin Burns, he's given up five plus runs in three out of his last six starts. This has not been the Corbin Burns of old. And if you take a look at Corbin Burns, not just this year, but when he won the Cy Young Award last year as well. Corbin Burns has a higher ERA at home than he does on the road. This year, it's about a 275 ERA on the road compared to a 310 ERA at home. And the big bugaboo for Corbin Burns is he gives up a little bit over 1.3 home runs per nine innings when he's at home. And the Mets, they're able to supply that deep ball. Have a pair of guys with 90-plus RBI in Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso. And along with those two guys, because they both hit in that pocket about 265 to 275. A pair of guys that join them as well, Mark Canna and Brandon Nimmo. You've got Jeff Jeff McNeil, who's been able to hit about a 320 for this bunch as well. And then Charlie Marte, he's still going to be out of the fold. That is something to know because he's been able to hit about a 295 for the scene prior to going on the injured list about a week or two ago. He was really tearing it up for the scene. But with the Mets, they do one of the best jobs of just being able to move the line, get on base in general. And that has really eluded the Milwaukee Brewers. Now with the Brewers, they rank in the top five of the big leagues in terms of home runs on a per-game basis. You've got Rowdy Tellez, Hunter Renfro, Willie Adamas, all supplying at least 25 home runs this season, but you really don't have anyone that hits above a 262. That'd be Christian Yelich. He, Mike Brasso, throw in there someone like a Colton Wong and Renfro, who I mentioned a little bit earlier, all these guys in between about a 250 to 262. So they've been able to do a solid job in terms of moving the line, but they could you really use that one guy that is at the top of the fold. It's able to hit about a 280 to 285 because they've utilized Christian Yelich in that role. And well, that's nice that Christian Yelich has been able to give the team about a 360 on base, but you'd rather not have Christian Yelich making $35 million and being a guy that just sort of moves the line like that. So that is a little bit of an ailment for the Brewers and for the Brewers as well. They've really had to dive in deep in their bullpen. They did not get good starting pitching in that series against the New York Yankees. As a matter of fact, Adrian Elzer and Jason Alexander, no, not the man that used to play the role of George Costanza in Seinfeld. They gave starts in which they did not complete four innings in their series against the New York Yankees. That is not too terrific. Meanwhile, for the Mets, a little bit more of a rested bullpen. Jacob DeGrom didn't give the world's greatest start on Sunday, but Certainly better than what we wound up seeing from our good friends of Milwaukee Brewers. Edwin Diaz has been legitimately the best closer in all of baseball. Seth Lugo post all-star break has been able to supply a sub-3 ERA at a Montevino. Along with Tommy Hunter, they're both giving you a sub-3 ERA. And then on the flip side, you've got a Milwaukee Brewers team that, yeah, Brad Boxberg is giving you a sub-3 ERA. Devin Williams, he all season long has been able to give you a, about a 2 ERA as well. But ever since Adrian, or ever since the Josh Hader trade, it's been a little bit more difficult for them. You have guys like Hobie Milner, Brent Suter that are not necessarily too trustworthy. So I do think that this is a good spot for the New York Mets, one of the better road teams 
in all baseball. Corbin Burns just has not looked like himself recently. And because I don't think that you're going to be able to get a full, like, seven innings, something of that nature for Max Scherzer, I think that he's going to be on a little bit more of a pitch count for the Mets. This is a meaningful game for them because they are in the division. But at the same time, the Mets, they are still prioritizing what they do in October rather than what they do here in a mid-September game against the Milwaukee Brewers. As a result, I did wind up setting my total a little bit higher. I made my total a 7.3. So looking at the over in this circumstance, and I'm willing to lay up to about a minus one of five, minus one of six with the Mets, made them a very slight favorite over the Milwaukee Brewers. And the team that they're trying to track down, that'd be the Atlanta Braves, and they are the biggest favorites on the board. 953, 954 on the betting board. This is the Washington Nationals. They are on the road. They're facing off against the Atlanta Braves with Kyle Wright, hoping to be Mr. Wright. For the Bravos, and Corey Ebbett is on the bump for Washington. Now, Washington, very big underdogs. You're finding them as low as a plus 270 underdog. When I said here at Circa, that's really the biggest price that I'm finding right now. Plus 295 on the Nats, and for the Braves, you're going to be getting them anywhere between about minus 330 to a minus 340, and the total on this game is 8.5. Certainly not a spot where I think that the Washington Nationals should be favored by any stretch of the imagination, but for the Washington Nationals, they've scored at least five runs and now 12 out of their last 18 games. This offense has been able to ignite, and the bullpen has not been terrible. Now, I'm not going to go out here and say that the Washington Nationals bullpen, by any stretch of the imagination, is just locking it down, and they've got like 10 forms of Edwin Diaz or anything like that, but for the Washington Nationals, you've got guys that are a little bit longer in the tooth. They're looking to prove something like Arasimo Ramirez, who has been a good long guy, You've been able to get some very solid innings as well out of Kyle Finnegan, Carl Edwards Jr. These are sort of cast-off guys that all have been able to supply a sub-3-2 ERA this season. So have been very impressed by them. And as a matter of fact, for the Washington Nationals, ever since the beginning of the second half of the season, they rank about 10th in terms of bullpen ERA. So they've been able to do a good job on that front. And for the Washington Nationals, I mentioned the offense and the way that they've had an uptick. Joey Manessis, 30-year-old journeyman. He has come up and he has hit above a 300 for the team. He's been able to supply a few home runs. That has been absolutely magnificent for them. And then on top of that, you've got someone in Luis Garcia who's been able to hit 285. You've had guys like Ace Hernandez do a solid job moving the line. Luke Voigt since he got to town. He's been able to about a 245 to 250. And for Voigt, he's got 20 home runs this season. Now, it does not compare to the Atlanta Braves. The Braves have Austin Riley, 35-plus home runs. He and Dansby Swanson, again, that fold about a 280 to a 285. And then, best of luck trying to decide who should win the rookie of the year in the National League between Michael Ayers, the second, and Spencer Strider. Both of these guys have been instrumental in the success of the Atlanta Braves since the Braves gave these guys more opportunities. That's when the winning began towards the beginning of the month of June and now here into September. So, I feel like both of these guys have played a big role in the Atlanta Braves. I would personally give them co-rookie of the year at this point, but Harris the second, hitting above the 300. He's getting a home run every about 14 or so at pass. He has been masterful. Max, Matt Olson has not been the guy that he's been in the past in terms of moving the line and getting on base, but he's supplied over 25 home runs as well. And for the Atlanta Braves, they've got a solid bullpen of their own, but you do have that albatross. His name is Kenley Jansen. Anyone that's an L.A. Dodgers fan just knows uh, not terrific. This guy has been, to say the least. But you do have A.J. Minter, who has been really good for this team all season long. Rossi Iglesias is someone that they picked up at the trade deadline. He has been able to do really good work. And speaking of doing really good work, Kyle Wright this season, he 
really turned things around with his run in the postseason last year that has translated this year. He's been getting about 8.7, 8.8 strikeouts for nine innings. Has been a little bit better at home rather than on the road. About a 290 home ERA. His ERA rises by about a point when he is on the road, but he does just a good job in general of not giving out the free pass last year and really for his entire career. That's, let's not just throw out there last year, but his career best walks per nine rate prior to this year was 5.7 walks per nine innings. That's down to 2.7 this season. Now, with Kyle Wright, he's also doing for a little bit of regression. He's not one of these big, like, 13, 14 strikeout per game guys or anything like that, but he leads the National League and wins it with 18. So you know that he wants to be able to get this one because if he wins this start, if he's able to win one more, he goes to that 20-win plateau. That would be absolutely massive for him, but I do think that the Nationals going to be able to provide some resistance. Corey Abbott has allowed the deep ball on the road, but with Corey Abbott, you may recall he was the starter when the Washington Nationals were north of $3 underdogs against Jacob deGrom. He was able to get them to the window on that one. Abbott has been a little bit of a fish out of water. He's been utilized as a bullpen piece and a starter. I don't think that he's going to go deep, and that means that you're going to see a lot of the Washington Nationals bullpen, which is not necessarily the worst thing in the world. With the Nationals bullpen, they've been able to do a formidable job. I needed at least a plus 270 to take a shot on the Nationals, but we are there with them. So take a look at the Nationals. Semi-total at 8.2, looking at the under as well. And coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at some football with our good friend Matt Humans. He does amazing work at the network. You're able to catch him Fridays and Saturdays here on VEASAN. And he joins me next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years 
and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher and simpler way to enjoy nicotine that has helped millions of people achieve lasting success by offering a smoke free and spit free satisfaction. Zen understands that there isn't one right time to make change. Everyone's timeline's a little bit different. Everyone's on their own journey as well. But when you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zinn is going to be there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That is Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine. Nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. And great to be joined by Matt Humans. He does absolutely amazing work at the network. I know that he worked very hard on both the college and the pro football betting guys. He does a great job with our bet prep shows during the weekend as well. And Matt, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me. Anytime, Hoops Peterson. Great job on that Zen promo there. And uh, let's talk some, uh, what do you want to talk tonight? College football or NFL? I think we should go with a little college football because no doubt the NFL was just absolutely tremendous here in week two. We were wondering if we would get Half of what we did in week one, well, we got that and then some. But in terms of college football, it felt like favorites, they rolled a little bit more last week rather than two weeks ago where there was just a whole bunch of hoopla. But what do you make out of the college football season that we've gotten thus far? Because it does feel like it's obviously sort of the top teams that are there. But what has really been standing out to me is some of these teams like Kansas have risen up and have been very gritty thus far. Yeah, the thing about Kansas, that's a really well-coached team, and you know that, Greg. Oh, yes. Lance Leipold. Yeah, Lance, Lance Leipold wins everywhere he goes. He's If you can win at Kansas, you can win anywhere, and he's going to be a hot coaching commodity after this season. He uh, coached circles around Dana Holgerson in that game Saturday. So Kansas, one of those teams, had a really low win total. I think a couple books opened one and a half. that was bet up to two and a half. And this Kansas team, don't forget, one at Texas is a 31-point underdog. Uh, last year. So uh, I think in general, uh, what you said is uh, correct. You, you you saw a lot of favorites roll over the weekend. USC rolled over Fresno. It's unfortunate that uh, Jay Kaner went down with an injury. I like to bet home dogs in college football, and the home dogs didn't really uh, pay off for me this weekend. Auburn was a dead dog. Nebraska was a dead dog. The only one that really showed some fight for me was uh, LSU. So Brian Kelly got a big win over Mississippi State. Uh, but the home dogs have not really been paying off, uh, at least uh, the ones I've been betting here early in the season. 
Yeah, there were quite a few underdogs that cashed two weeks ago. Last week, that was certainly not the case. But I do think that this is an intriguing home dog as well because I know you're a guy that you love the Big Ten much like myself. Minnesota, they're going to be on the road against Michigan State with Michigan State catching between one and a half and two points. Where I sit here at Circa, it really is the biggest number that you're seeing on Michigan State. And Michigan State actually opened up the favorite. And I think that this is an intriguing spot in general with Minnesota. It feels like from time to time under P.J. Fleck, they're just inconsistent in general. I've liked what I've seen out of them the last few weeks. And with Michigan State, no doubt a team that has taken a little bit of a setback from last season. But getting Michigan State as a home underdog with that crowd rocking, I think that there might be a little bit of value with them. Yeah, I was looking up the number I made on that game last night. I actually made Michigan State a three-point home favorite. So maybe my numbers are wrong. But what can you really gauge from uh, what you've seen from Minnesota, the Golden Gophers so far, played one of the weakest schedules in the country. New Mexico State, Western Illinois, and Colorado. All three games were blowouts. The Gophers took care of business, but what did they really prove in those three games? I'm not sure. I think Michigan State's been tested a little bit more. And, uh, you know, the loss of Washington is not a big negative. That's a tough trip, and this Washington team's really improved. Kalen DeBoer was a great coaching hire. Michael Penix is playing at a high level at quarterback. So I, I think the Gophers are going to have, a pro- have to prove it to me, Greg. And uh, I'm leaning with the home dog in that game, too. I think I'll, I'll probably be on the Spartans in East Lansing getting, uh, getting the points. Yep, and right now we're seeing a two here at Circa, so we shall see if that moves throughout mm-hmm. the week. We're going to have no home underdog in this one because this game is going to be played at AT&T Stadium, but a pair of teams that, in my opinion, they didn't look impressive in last week's game with Arkansas. Certainly much less impressive than Texas A&M. Very new, nearly losing on your home field to Missouri State as not what you want to see. Now, Missouri State, a nice FCS team, but still, it's an FCS team. They're taking on Texas A&M, who they got the job done against Miami. I was not really impressed by them in that game, though. And right now, Texas A&M between a two to two and a half point favorite with a total of 48 with A&M. No doubt the defense is going to be there with them. I question the offense. Even though Arkansas looked so bad last week against Missouri State, I still think that Arkansas might be the right side, especially in Jerry World. Not sure where you stand on this one, but it's a very intriguing one. And I think that we might be reacting too much of what we saw out of Arkansas in the first half of that game against Missouri State. Yeah, I think you're right about that. You don't want to overreact to that because previous week the Razorbacks looked pretty good against South Carolina. I was on Arkansas in this matchup a year ago against A&M, and that was a nice win for uh, the Hogs. I think that's when people started to realize that Sam Pittman uh, really had rebuilt this thing, and Arkansas was a force to be reckoned with in the SEC. Uh, You're right to question the A&M offense. It's anemic. You go from Haynes King to Max Johnson, a quarterback, and hey, Max Johnson did a nice job yesterday, I guess, but he's still a pedestrian passer for the most part. And uh, I, I wasn't inspired by what I saw from Texas A&M. I think, if anything, you had to downgrade Miami off that performance. That was really weak offensive performance by Tyler Van Dyke and the Hurricanes. Eileen, uh, Arkansas, Greg, I haven't, I've not made a decision on this yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely leaning with the uh, Razorbacks at the moment. Matt, we would be jonesing for this matchup if it was college basketball. We've got good old Duke versus Kansas, and we've got a Kansas team that's undefeated. I can't believe that I'm saying it right now. And Kansas, they're between an eight to an eight and a half point favorite at home. And if this were a true home game, I'd probably have it a little bit closer. But hey, this isn't far off from what we typically wind up seeing in college basketball. And Dunlon's game, while it's a little bit lower, it's 
64. Typically, you'd probably see like a 150 total if it were college basketball. But we were talking about a little bit earlier, have been incredibly impressed by this Kansas team. And Duke, they came out really good week one against Temple. They got the job done there. Duke has surprised a lot of people as well. And you know what? We've actually got ourselves a nice football fight here. I personally lean a little bit more towards Kansas. I've been a bit more impressed by their wins, but certainly a pair of teams that were left for dead in their respective conferences and have been able to rise up. Yeah, no question. We talked about Lance Leipold and the job he's doing here, but this is a Jayhawks team that not, it's not used to being in the favorites role, that's for sure. Uh, I made the number seven and a half last night, so uh, basically right on my number. I'm not surprised by that. Uh, probably not going to have a play in this game, but it's always a little bit tricky when you take a team that's uh, accustomed to being an underdog role and you all of a sudden make it more than a touchdown favorite. Uh, that's you typically the type of favorite I want to stay away from, but I, there's no doubt, uh, like I said, my numbers and uh, what we've seen with our eyes so far tell you that Kansas deserves to be a favorite uh, by that number. Greg, I want to throw a game at you because I don't know. I expected you to throw the Wisconsin Ohio state game. <laughs> that's where I was going next. Okay. Let's do that next. Go ahead. Absolutely, because with Ohio State, they're between a 17 to an 18 point favor. You're seeing a little bit of variance in the market. If you're out there at the Westgate, you're able to get an 18. If you're here at Circa, you're getting a 17. But with Wisconsin, pitiful full showing against Washington State. Very good showing last week against New Mexico State. The caveat is it was against New Mexico State. Meanwhile, Ohio State, they put up 77 points against Toledo. Once again, it's against Toledo, but what I really think is interesting is the total between 56 and a half and 57. And I almost feel like you could correlate the side and the total. If this is a lower scoring game, I think Wisconsin is going to be able to say in it. If Ohio state is able to turn this into a little bit more of a shootout, it's all Ohio state. In my opinion, if the Badgers can be more physical at the line of scrimmage, especially their offensive line, if, if they can run the ball and take the air out of the ball, I like their chances at least to hang within the number in this game. I've, I'm surprised that the number is as high as it is. I, I tell you, I make my own numbers uh, the night before, and uh, I made Ohio State uh, 12 in this game. So I'm surprised to see 18. But I know the Buckeyes' point spreads are always inflated uh, because they've got that explosive offense. Uh, the, the point spread was inflated a similar way in the Notre Dame game, and I was on the Irish in that one, and the Irish were able to hang in there and lose that by 11. Braylon Allen's a pretty good running back, man. I, I think he's one of the best backs in the Big Ten. Ches Malusi is another back who can help the Badgers move the ball on the ground. You got Allen and Malusi. I think you got a chance here. And Graham Mertz, his numbers look better, Greg. He's completing 71% with six touchdowns. But let's face it, the competition has been a joke uh, for the most part. Uh, in the Badgers' two wins, they played Illinois State and New Mexico State. So I'm not sure what you can take from that. But I, like I said, I think this Wisconsin team is built uh, to be strong enough up front to run the ball take the air out of the ball and maybe keep the Badgers defense on their heels a little bit. Uh, 18's an inflated number. I'll probably play the dog in this one. Yep. I agree with you. I do think that Wisconsin just with their defense, their style of play in general, they're going to be able to make this a little bit of a slower game. And Matt, I know that you do amazing work at the network. I know that your new show here on the weekends, it has become a hit. Always a pleasure to have you aboard my friend. Thank you. Hey, you bet. Thanks buddy. Matt does amazing work here at VEASAN. You're able to catch him for the Bet Prep shows every Friday night slash Saturday night. If you're out here on the West Coast, on the East Coast, that is very early Saturday and very, very late Saturday. And coming up next, going to hit a little bit of baseball here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. You're 
Dancing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Start your football season off on the right foot by subscribing to VSN Pro. Get everything that we do and full access to our daily picks at a glance, which recaps all the top plays made by VSN show hosts and guests. 24-7 video season prep, which includes our weekly college and pro football matchup guides, covering a little bit of everything all season long, every single game, pro tools like our betting splits and pro tips. Updated every hour with actionable insights to up your sports betting game. Sign up for our discounted football special and give VEASAN Pro access to everything that we do, not through the Super Bowl, for just $175. And you're able to save 50% off the monthly price as well if you decide to go with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network, guys. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And it is always a pleasure to have Matt Humans on the show. He does amazing work with our bet prep shows that we do on every, if you're out here on the West Coast, Friday night, and if you're out here on the West Coast, Saturday night as well. And if you're out there on the West Coast, it's technically very, very early Saturday and very, very late Saturday. Matt just always does amazing work. It is great to be able to get him aboard. And while the pros are getting all the attention right now, don't forget about college football as well, because there's going to be a great slate of games coming up this week, including things like Wisconsin and Ohio State. And Matt, as he covered on that. So big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. Here in the final two segments, we're going to be taking a look at Monday Night Football in the next segment. This segment, we're going to be hitting upon a little bit of football and also going to give you guys my DK Nation pick for the Diamond in the final segment as well. But lots of money to be made in terms of Major League Baseball here in these next, we're going to call it six or so weeks, depending upon when the World Series ends. Might be a little bit closer to five and a half, but... Something that has been very profitable, unders with the Miami Marlins, and I'm taking a look at another one from Monday. This is 9.51, 9.52 on the board. This is the earliest of the National League games. As we've got the Miami Marlins playing host to the Chicago Cubs, Wade Miley. He's hoping to have a party out there in Miami. He goes for the Cubs, and Edward Cabrera is on the bump for Miami. And with Miami, you're going to be getting them in between a minus 137 to a minus 140 favorite, and between plus 120 and plus 128 is the number on the Cubs, and I felt comfortable laying up to about a minus 136 with the Miami Marlins, so we need this to tick down by about most places, five or so cents, because this actually opened up with the Miami Marlins being a minus 125 favorite, a number I was very comfortable with. We saw the money then come in on the Miami Marlins. We're starting to see a little bit of buyback on the Cubs, so I'm going to hold steady, just try to see if there's a little bit more buyback on the Cubs, be able to get more like a minus 130, minus 135 on Miami. I do plan on this being a Miami Marlins play, but I would be unwilling to take them on the run line because with the Miami Marlins, three runs or fewer scored in 32 out of their last 38 games. This team is just not scoring to save their lives. But what I do love, Edward Cabrera, he in his last start against the Chicago Cubs specifically, pitched five no-hit innings. He has been masterful since coming off the injured list for this Miami Marlins team. Since coming off the injured list, he's got a sub-250 ERA. He gets nine strikeouts per nine innings. This guy has been amazing. And then for Wade Miley, just such a pitch-to-contact guy that you never feel comfortable with him now. The good news for him is that he's pitching out in Miami, one of the toughest ballparks you get a home run in. So that plays to his advantage. But 
it's hard to be a pitch of contact guy when you give out three and a half walks per nine innings as well. So that's a little bit of an issue for Wade Miley throughout his career. It's always been relatively solid at being able to keep the ball in the yard thus far this season. Has given up one home run in 28 innings. I do think that there's going to be a little bit of negative regression. It's probably going to be happening against a team not named the Miami Marlins, though, because with the Miami Marlins, they don't have a single active player that is not on the injured list that has more than nine home runs this season. It is just absolutely deplorable what we've seen out of this offense. Uh, they've got a couple guys that are moving the line. Someone like a Garrett Cooper when he's been healthy. And that's been a big if because he has been all sorts of banged up recently for this bunch. But when healthy, he's hitting about 8260. You've been able to have Joey Wendell move the line. John Birdie has been one of your better base sealers in the major leagues as well. But that said, just a case in which you just have not been able to have these guys stay out there on the field very much because so many of the top hitters for the Miami Marlins, they've been banged up. And speaking of hitters being banged up, we've seen that with the Chicago Cubs as well. They get back their top home run hitter, Patrick Wisdom, who's gone deep 22 times. But if it wasn't for the fact that he spent a little bit of time on the injured list, he was also on pace for 200 strikeouts this season as well. That is not necessarily what you want. And he's only been able to hit about a 220 now. I do like Ian Happ. Ian Happ, he's been able to do a solid job. He's been able to about a 275 for this bunch. So I like what I've seen out of him. And then on top of that, you're able to go down the line for the Chicago Cubs and find quite a few guys hitting in that neighborhood about a 242, 250. Christopher Morrell, he's out just short of that. And C.A. Suzuki, he's been able to hit a little bit above that as well. C.A. Suzuki, a double-digit amount of homers as well. But has been a Miami, has been a Chicago Cubs team that in general, has had their ups and downs at the plate. They've really had a tough time of being able to hit on the road as well. And for the Chicago Cubs, the reason why I really do need a little bit of a bigger plus price with them is that they traded away so many of their bullpen pieces at the trade deadline. Michael Givens, David Robertson, they were really the heart and soul of this bullpen. They're now out of the fold, and now you look to guys like Eric Uhlman and company, and it just has not been too terrific. They've dealt with a lot of injuries in general, and I do give the Miami Marlins a leg up in terms of the bullpen. Guys like Richard Blyer, Dylan Floro, Stephen Okert. They're not sexy names by any stretch of the imagination, but their guys are providing a sub-3-5 ERA. They go out there, they do their part, and you're going to need that because with Edward Cabrera, the one thing that is a little bit of a kryptonite with him is walks. He's been giving up about three and a half walks per nine innings. So, tad bit of an issue on that front, but I do think that the Miami Marlins are going to be able to be powered to victory just because I think Edward Cabrera throws a gem here against the Chicago Cubs and this is a Miami Marlins rotation that, in general, if they had any sort of offense whatsoever, and by that I mean any offense that isn't this current offense, this would be a team that could be contending for the postseason. They have that good of a rotation. Problem is, the offense has been that bad. So I'm looking at the under in this spot. I set my total below a six and a half, even. So even at a six and a half, I'd be looking at the under. And when it comes to the Marlins, I do expect this to be a play on them when it's all said and done. I want to see if this can go down to more like a minus 135. We're currently sitting at a minus 140 as the Marlins want to getting steamed up after openers, but seems like we're starting to get a little bit of buyback on the Chicago Cubs. And we also have to go to the City of Angels. And that's where we find the series finale for this one where the Seattle Mariners are looking to avoid a four-game sweep. 963-964 on the board. It is the Mariners on the road against the LA Angels as Jose Suarez is going to be going for the Angels and Logan Gilbert goes for Seattle. And Seattle, between a minus 137 to a minus 140 favorite, between plus 120 and plus 130 is your number on the Angels. And total on this game, it is 7.5. I'm seeing a straight 8 at DraftKings, seeing in pretty much every other spot about a 7.5. And when it comes to Los Angeles, 
I need about a plus 130 to be able to take a shot. So I need the top end of this number. But also with that, we're finding the run line being between about a minus 135-ish in a lot of spots. I'm seeing a stray minus 140, but we're mostly seeing minus 135. In some form or capacity, I'm going to be on the LA Angels. I would like to be able to get either the top end of this money line or see the run line come down to more like a minus 125, a minus 130. I do expect quite a few folks to be piling in on the Seattle Mariners, a team that currently holds on to the last wildcard spot to come in. But Vulcan Gilbert, he's been doing for regression all season long. And I do think that this could be a little bit of an unraveling going up against someone in Mike Trout who in five out of his last seven home games has been able to go deep for the LA Angels. Shoei Otani, he's got 30 plus home runs as well. And all of a sudden, Luis Renifo has been able to hit for the LA Angels as he's been able to give the team 15 plus home runs. All three of the guys I mentioned hitting above a 265 for this bunch. You've had Taylor Ward hitting a 270. Now, plus also break it has not been as great for him, but still a relatively solid guy for this bunch and for the Seattle Mariners without question this has been a tremendous bullpen as you guys got guys like Andres Munoz, Penn Murphy, Eric Swanson providing a sub three ERA and Matt Brash since he's moved to the bullpen has been terrific as a matter of fact over the last 30 days has not allowed a single run but you do have someone at Jose Suarez who's really been able to find his way as well towards the beginning part of the season he was actually doing some bullpen since and throughout his career was always better in the bullpen rather than as a starter, but he's picked it up in terms of being able to get swings and misses. Last season, he was getting more around seven and a half strikeouts per nine innings. He has kicked that up to 8.6 punch-outs per nine innings. And with Suarez, he just feels very much at ease when he is at home as well. This is a little bit more of a pitcher-friendly ballpark now. This is going to be a day game in Los Angeles, which that is very important to note because it does wind up playing a little bit more hitter-friendly during the daytime. But for Jose Suarez, since his last start in the end of July, so his last eight starts overall, a 2.14 ERA. Opponents throwing a 2.13 off of him, and he's given up just three home runs in 46 and a third innings. The deep ball was a little bit of his undoing when he was a very young guy coming up. And all of a sudden, for the LA Angels, you're finding guys like Andre or Andrew Wands, along with even someone like a Jimmy Harrigan, who have been very good in the bullpen as well. And with these Seattle Mariners, they've got the worst batting average among American League teams since the All-Star break. You've been able to get good home run power on guys like Cal Raleigh and Eugenio Suarez. They both provided 23-plus home runs, but Julio Rodriguez deal with a little bit of an ailment as well. I like the plus price with the LA Angels, and I do feel like a 7 half might be a little bit low. We'll be looking at the over, and in the final segment, looking at my DK Nation pick on the Diamond and Monday Night Football here on Beeson, Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. All season, Bet Rivers is your go-to sports book for all things football-related. Check out Bet Rivers or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and so much more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game, and this is the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience here on Veasan, the sports betting network, and. We've got absolutely amazing content coming up for you for Monday as it is going to be lead, led off by Follow the Money, 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. Mitch and Polly are going to be reacting to what we saw in a wild and crazy weekend in the NFL. Not so much hoopla in the college football ranks as you wound up seeing a lot of favorites rolling. We talked about that a little bit earlier with Matt Humans, but certainly it was a great, great weekend in general of football. They're going to be reacting to that. And here in the final segment, I need to get you guys all warmed up with some baseball plays for Monday. And I'm also going to be taking a look at Monday Night Football as well. And when it comes to our pro tips here at VSIN, we do one every single hour. You're able to sort them by sport and by show. VSIN.com slash subscribe. If you're a pro subscriber, you wind up getting all these to you. But my pro tip for this hour is going to be in relation to what we're going to be having in terms of DK and Asia pick on the diamond. Look at bullpen usage and who has been used, not just in the previous game, but just overall for the week because a lot of the reason why I'm going to be taking a look at the over in the game that I am is due to bullpen usage as 
We're, that leads us into it. 961, 962 on the betting board. My DK Nation pick will my upon my Monday night football plays in a few minutes as well. But this is the Minnesota Twins. They're on the road. They're facing off against the Cleveland Guardians. Cal Quantrill is going to be on the bump for the Guardians. And you've got Sonny Gray who's going to be going for the Minnesota Twins. And the Twins, very, very slight underdogs. You're going to be getting them as good as a plus 102, as bad as minus 110. And between minus 105 and minus 112 is the number on Cleveland with a total of 7.5. And if you're finding a 7.5 out there, the juice is on the under. But that leads me to my DK Nation pick. And the reason why I'm taking a look at it is because both of these bullpens are absolutely spent. This is the 11th straight day for the Cleveland Guardians of not having an off day. And you've got a Cleveland Guardians bunch that, well, we're going to call it what it is. They uh, really had to burn through their bullpen during the weekend as well as both of these teams played a 15-ending game on Saturday. That was a part of a doubleheader as well. So these two teams played 24 innings total of baseball on Saturday. So that leads them to being just completely exhausted. And I do think that that is something that you certainly want to be taking note of. Meanwhile, for the Minnesota Twins, they do have someone in Sonny Gray who's been very good post-All-Star break. Sonny Gray, three earned runs or fewer allowed in every one of his starts ever since the All-Star break, but with Sonny Gray, strikeout numbers are down. For Gray, he's been getting about 8.6, 8.7 strikeouts per nine innings when he was with the Cincinnati Reds. That was more around 10.6 to 10.7 strikeouts per nine innings. So we've seen a little bit of a fall-off on that front, and when it comes to the Minnesota Twins, they've got one of the biggest discrepancies between home and road ERA as well. Their road ERA as a collective, it rises by about 0.9 points. Now the Guardians, they have the best bullpen ERA in the big leagues since the All-Star break. But once again, all of these guys are completely gassed due to what we got over the weekend. And for Cal Quantrill, he's given up three plus runs in now three out of his last six stars for the Cleveland Guardians as well. He's a good innings eater, but he only gets about six strikeouts per nine innings. Not going to get a lot of swings and misses. Now he doesn't issue a lot of walks as well, but that said, he's going up against a Minnesota Twins team that they themselves do a really good job of moving the line as you've got Nick Gordon, Jose Miranda, Carlos Correa, all guys hitting between about a 270 to a 280 with Correa slugging out 20 plus home runs. You've got a Guardians team that they themselves have Steven Kwan, Amid Rosario, Andres Jimenez, Jose Ramirez, who has been really the main matcher. Ramirez, 27 home runs, north of 110 RBI, but not all these guys being able to hit a 275 or greater for the team. And when it comes to this Minnesota Twins bunch as well, using up Yohan Duran on Sunday, he's really their best reliever. That puts him a little bit behind the eight ball because he needed to be used up during that double dip on Saturday as well. So you've got a lot of issues there. When it comes to Minnesota Twins, they have been dealing with an ailment to Byron Buxton along with along with also Ore Polanco. Both of these guys have been really their top two matchers. But Correa, he's been able to slug out 20-plus home runs as well. So I do think that we're going to get quite a bit of run scoring. Now, I do like the Guardians overall because I just know that they've got a little bit of a better bullpen and a little bit more depth in that bullpen. But I do think that because these teams have played just so many innings, the pitching on both sides, it has been taxed. And this is going to be a day game as well. That means that the ball is going to be flying a little bit more than it would during the nighttime. That's going to lead to a little bit of higher scoring game. BK Nation write-up is going to be with regards to the over, like the way that Cal Quantrill has been rolling as well. And the Guardians in general have just been able to do a good job of being able to win so many games. I wound up making the Guardians a minus 125 to minus 127 favorite on my personal handicap. So I'm looking at the Guardians 
DK Nation write-up that is going to be on the over. And then when it comes to Monday Night Football, we've got two really good games to dive into. The one game that I took for Circa Millions personally is the Titans versus Bills game. That is the early one. And with the Titans pretty much across the board, you're finding them as 10-point underdogs. You might see the juice be a little bit shaded one side or the other, but we are mostly seeing this be a line of 10 and total is anywhere between 47 and a half and 48. We have seen this total crater since the Buffalo Bills and they're showing on Thursday night football. And that was very impressive. And that is a big thing for the Buffalo Bills last season. The one thing I felt like they were really lacking was that dominant pass rusher to really get a bunch of sacks for the team. And now they've got that with Von Miller, but I do think that the Titans are going to be able to do a solid job of holding up at the point of attack themselves, being able to make Josh Allen just a little bit uncomfortable. Now, I do think that Josh Allen still going to have a very good performance, but something that I think is worth taking a look at is some of these interception props. And the Titans, they are a little bit diminished in the secondary, but they still have guys that do a solid job of being able to ball hawk. And with Josh Allen, among the four quarterbacks that are going to be playing on Monday Night Football, this between the Vikings and the Eagles game and the Titans and the Buffalo Bills. As you can imagine, he's got the highest plus price on not throwing an interception. As a matter of fact, in terms of odds to be able to throw an interception, this is via DraftKings. The yes, so over a half an interception is plus 130. The no slash the under of a half an interception is minus 175. I think plus 130 is relatively good value. But Josh Allen, sometimes he does force things a little bit. I'm not saying that he's by any stretch of the imagination, Brett Favre or anything, but being able to get a plus 130 on an interception prop with Josh Allen, that feels relatively solid for me. I mean, heck, we saw him throw two interceptions in week one against the LA Rams. That was the first half that wasn't so terrific. Second half, they were able to, they were able to lock in. And for that matter, for Josh Allen, he only had three other incompletions outside of those two interceptions. So he technically had three interceptions, or three incompletions, two of the completions wound up just going to the other team. But I do think that Allen going to be able to have a solid performance. But with the Bills, they just get a little bit too complacent to pass with Josh Allen. I feel like sometimes they don't serve Devin Singletary. I feel like is a relatively solid back enough as well. And for the Titans, their whole MO is going to be getting the ball to Derrick King Henry. And I think that he's going to have a solid game. This is a much improved Buffalo Bills team. And a Bills team that overall has been able to do a solid job on the line, but the Titans, they've been able to have solid performances when Josh Allen has been the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, not necessarily the world's biggest track record there, but when it comes to the Tennessee Titans, I do think that they're going to be able to move the ball on the ground. Ryan Tannehill, he is someone that can sometimes act up just a little bit, but the loss that the team took against the New York Giants, I don't necessarily pin on him. He got sacked once. He didn't throw an interception. That was a little bit of a brain fart on some of the guys on defense, and then on top of that, you wound up having Mr. Bullock miss the kick as well. That was not necessarily too terrific for anyone that wound up having a Titans money line, but I do think that the Titans are going to be able to utilize a little bit more Robert Woods. He comes over from the Los Angeles Rams prior to being injured during the 2021 season. He had caught 86-plus passes in each of the previous three seasons. He was limited to just one catch last week. I expect him to be much more featured with his team, especially with Kyle Phillips being a little bit banged up as well. So I think that he's going to be able to have a good showing in this game as well. And I do think that the Titans are going to be able to get a little bit of pressure as well. So 
in this spot. If I had to play the total, I'd be looking at the under. Best of the number, it has gone away. But I personally took 10 plus 10 with the Titans, both in terms of the Circa Millions and in regards to my personal bets. And then when it comes to the Vikings versus the Philadelphia Eagles game, it's just very simple. I think that these are two teams that are relatively evenly matched. Now being able to get a two and a half on the Eagles instead of a three, I feel like this is a classic field goal game. I think that the Eagles should be able to get it done with Jalen Hurts. I like that he's been able to cut down on the turnovers. This ground game of the Eagles is for real. And for that matter, the Vikings ground game is very good as well with the Philadelphia Eagles. They let up a bunch of yards on the ground to the Lions. I think that they're going to do the same here against the Vikings. I think that this is going to be a higher scoring game. I like this total over and here at the number. Willing to lay a two and a half with the Philadelphia Eagles. And what else I like is just everything that we've got on tap for you here on VEASAN on this Monday. It's 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. It is going to be Follow the Money here on the Sports Bank Network, VEASAN. Football is here. The VEASAN team has what you need to know. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power readings, VEASAN has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts. NFL veterans. NFL veterans. NFL veterans. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.